Welcome back, everyone, to Idea Sessions. I think this is episode three of season four. Four. <laughs> so many seasons. Um, Not really, though. Uh, yeah, this is uh, your host, Jacob Sullivan. That's what I call myself. Yeah. Uh, and my trusty co-host. Keith Belmar. And we have a guest star with us today. Yeah. Max Massengill. Here to join the podcast. Have a good time. Yeah. Super cool, dude. So we are going to talk about some fun ideas today. Yeah. Um, awesome. I think uh, we have, at least I have a good one. And then Keith wanted to talk about an idea that I brought up to him. And then Max has his own thing that he's going to surprise us with. Yeah, yeah. it's going to be, it's actually one of the most interesting stories around right now. All right. It, oh. Yeah, it, it's an interesting one. I'm cool. kinda, I kind of want to hear this. I'm yeah, stuck. I just had like a revelation last night about it, and I don't think anything has ever happened like it, so it's kind of interesting to think about. So we'll see. Cool. Huh. Cool. All right. Well, um, just a warning to you, Max. Mm-hmm. We, we try not to swear on this podcast because little kids could be listening. Who knows? Um, also, my mom listens. Yeah, that's, no. That's okay. why. Yeah, we'll set good examples. <laughs> She'll yeah. learn how you got good friends. <laughs> So he really does though. Why are you louder than <laughs> us, Keith? That's not fair. Anyways, uh, if if the sound sounds a little different than than normal, um, because you know we'd had set a cool um, precedent of you know having good mics and stuff, but then Keith decided to forget a cable, and or not tell me that we needed an extra one. So me and Max are, that are sharing will be one. A totally different story that we will not cover. Well, I just went into it, and that's the end of that story. It's a good scene, though. We're, like, kind of huddled up yeah. real close. To it. It's yeah. a very intimate experience. It's good, though. One of these times we've should got to... We go live on Instagram yeah, that's... right now? No, we're not going gonna... to... But I'm saying one of these times we should actually, like, video or live stream the podcast. I think that'd be fun. We'd have, like, two views yeah. or something. <laughs> At least. Yeah. I'm down. All right. I mean, between um, the three of us, probably three views, but, you know. Yeah, because I definitely, I listen to my podcast. <laughs> I, I, uh, super vain. I love it. One of my own. I like hearing the sound of my voice, Dang. really. <laughs> um, let's see, any life updates since the last time we recorded? For me, no. Um, I'm growing a beard because oh. I'm, really? la- I'm too lazy to shave. <laughs> oh, so only... now, now it's gotten to the point where I'm just going to see where it goes. I and... thought you were like aggressively trying to grow a beard. No, no, I just... Um, I'm lazy. Okay. When it comes to that. One thing I do ask, if you do grow a beard. No, you can't ask anything. Because I just know it just makes me look better. Wow. From like here down, gotta shave it. No. Hmm. No, we're going full like just wilderness man. Wow. Same thing with my hair. I'm not cutting it. Oh my gosh. Wow. Just gonna let it go. You might not have a job. See, look, it's part of this. Um, uh, I actually come up with this theory where... It's it's to push you like for for hitting goals like say you're trying to lose weight or fitness or something like that. Um, I've come up with this idea where it's you don't change how you you know like you don't shave you don't cut your hair until you reach your specific goal. Mm. So like I have like a set like I set like a, a ten pound goal or something of losing weight, and until I hit that, I'm not gonna shave or or something. Mm. So it's like you know the crappier look, it's more motivation that you need to hit that goal, and then once you do you then can shave or, or whatever. So That makes sense. That's that's what I'm trying out. That's actually kind of cool. So the more embarrassed you are, the more you'll be pushed to work towards your goal. Yeah. So it's awkward, especially if you're trying to, like, you know, make friends or meet people. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, why do you look like crap? You know, like, well, because I want to. And then it's actually a really good story. Exactly. And then they're like, wow, this guy's got some serious integrity. And then once you hit that weight goal or fitness goal or whatever, you then shave and cut your hair, you look extra better because <laughs> on top extra. of you on top of you actually looking better you also you know have you know fixed your facial features or whatever 
um yeah extra bit i like that so i like that too it's kind of cool i had a I had a funny title for it when i was talking to my dad he said it was a stupid idea <laughs> so you know it's gonna be great <laughs> um but yeah it was like look like crap so you can look like something awesome i don't remember but it was really catchy i'll have to look it up i was gonna say i was gonna write a book about it but it really is as that that's as simple as it gets so there's really no point of a book behind that um yeah so keith anything fun going on Mm. in your life i'm going back home in next month nice that's it i'm jealous my no don't be jealous it's gonna be humid Mm. wow that yeah like texas never gets any humidity <laughs> yeah. it's super cool there uh-huh. it's gonna be humid the mosquito bites are gonna be like where's back home the size of you? quarters pennsylvania uh, northeast quaker state sure <laughs> <laughs> do you guys eat a lot of oatmeal there no but i've had the best oatmeal there wow i can't believe you put best in oatmeal in the same sentence that's well, you, don't, you don't like oatmeal? I hate oatmeal. Oh, I love oatmeal. I like oatmeal cookies, but Ste- oatmeal by itself? Steel-cut oats are my jam. I like oatmeal. Do you put jam in your oatmeal? Yes. I, I Let's be do. real, though. What do you like better, cereal or oatmeal? Oh, wow. It depends on the day. Cereal all the day. Because it's like you eat cereal. cereal. Cereal's better, but you eat oatmeal to be healthy, but like... The last two weeks of eating only cereal in my life has been yeah. so well, good. I mean, that's the problem True. with cereal is that you've got, it's I, cold, I would say, though. 25% of, that, of the cereal market is actually healthy for you. And the rest is just straight up um, smaller Sugar. pieces of cookies, essentially. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's yeah. just a sen- it's, it's candy. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, you've got cookie crisps and it's, it's straight up just cookies. Yeah. I mean, I like oatmeal because it's warm in the morning. So you can just <laughs> so is so is bacon or eggs. That. Yeah, but like that takes time. Whereas I could just put a packet inside, but the bowl, fill it with water, throw it in the microwave, put my pants on, come back out, eat oatmeal, and go to wow. work. <laughs> That's great. You're such a millennial. <laughs> <laughs> uh, other than that, no major life updates. Same old, same. Nice. What about you, Max? Yeah. Tell um, us about you. No major updates. Actually, some cool updates, but the coolest thing is today I went to a birthday party that was essentially, uh, instead of a pub crawl, it was a pizza restaurant crawl. Nice. So we were in downtown Berkeley, yeah, just going pizza place to pizza place, grabbing slices, just like Fat Slice, um... Blondies, Zachary's, nice. uh, cheese board. Zachary's does slices? Yeah, they do. Really? I did not know that. I didn't yeah. know that either. So it was great. We'd like, go have some pizza, have a beer, have some pizza, have a beer. And then after a while, <laughs> I needed to... Guy. I, well, I actually left a little early because I knew I was going to come here and I didn't want to like be totally wasted and... <laughs> and throw a pizza yeah. and beer everywhere. It was yeah. also like 3 p.m. So you already eat lunch. Mm. And then you start doing this at 3 p.m. And you just like totally... Go! Your body... Uh, darn it. Don't worry, we'll beep it out. Yeah, we'll bleep beep. it out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, darn it. <laughs> well, you know, um, but it just messes up your, your rhythm of your body doing that in the day. But anyway, I, I cut it off at the right time, so I'm feeling pretty good. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, I love pizza. I haven't had pizza in about four weeks now. Wow. It's been a while. Right? I haven't had pizza in like months, so yesterday I went to uh, Pyology and mm. wanted to get a pizza there. And uh, in the past, I'd always gotten their whole wheat pizza. Mm-hmm. And so I went there expecting to get a whole wheat pizza because I still want to eat healthy, even though it's kind of a cheat meal for me. And uh, they had replaced the whole wheat crust with um, th- rising thick crust. So they went the opposite of healthy. That's... They're just like, we're going to get rid of the healthy option and and go for an even worse option. Ah. And so mm-hmm. I was really upset because that was the one thing Pyology had on top uh, are better than Mod Pizza. I mean, they're essentially mm. the same restaurant, like mm. Chipotle of pizza. Mm. Is there a Mod Pizza around here? No, not not here. Oh. But um, that's why I really liked it, because it, it was better than Mod because it offered whole wheat yeah. instead of just the regular normal crust. Yeah. That's disappointing. Because now, now there's, no, there's good, no good healthy options anymore. I've seen Mod Pizza driving around california there's there's one in like san jose i think there's one yeah there's there's one in san jose there's one up north there's one in antioch too i think really yeah because my mom and dad just told me about it north because 
I get an extra 3% rewards if I go to a mod pizza. <laughs> it's worth that extra 20-minute drive. Exactly. Well, you have to drive a bit of a ways to get that 3%. <laughs> I don't think it's, it's, it's I don't think it cancels itself out, really. Yeah. Gas points. All right. <laughs> get your gas points and your 3% <laughs> off. Yeah. I'm saying Keith is always a little critical of pizza places because he's yes. you know stuck up about it from being uh-huh. from new york so yeah. he's like oh we have the best pizza there the best pizza i've had Here so far in san francisco okay would have to be uh oh man what's the name of that place it's right around the corner from tony's Mm, that's mm, not descriptive. I think enough. it's like Good Boys or something like that. Golden Boys. Golden Boys. Yeah, Golden yeah. Boys is pretty delicious. That's yeah. a good one to yeah. put at the top of your list. Yeah, Golden Boys. That's the best pizza I've had in San Francisco so far. Man, I have yet to have good pizza since then. Oh, uh, I have this thing in my family where every single Friday, since I was probably thirteen or ten, maybe even, my dad picks up a Papa a Papa Murphy's classic Italian pizza, nice. take and bake. I love those. It's a oh. uh, like. To the point where when we were in high school, like, everybody comes over, we've got pizzas, and, like, people just aren't eating the free pizza anymore, because, like, <laughs> everybody was so tired of it. But, like, I, if I don't have pizza on a Friday now, I feel significantly less fulfilled. I've never had Papa Murphy's. It's not that good. I'm pretty yeah. sure you have, because there was a time, like, I think a year or two years ago, when I wasn't on a diet that I had brought, like, they, they have, like, a, a really awesome, like, it's like a big giant calzone essentially yeah where the whole thing is like a stuffed pizza and it takes like an hour and a half to cook but it's so good it's so it's good. just stuffed with like meat and cheese and deliciousness and yeah but did i have some of that yeah i gave you a piece oh i don't remember yeah mm-hmm. keith has a horrible yeah. memory <laughs> so you did you've had you've it's had pop you've probably not that memorable though i guess no, yeah no i would have remembered if it was great pizza like there was this one time I uh, went camping on the Feather one River. Time band camp. <laughs> this one time at band camp. This one time at band camp. There was this one time I went uh, camping on uh, the Feather River. And I kid you not, I it was the best burger and milkshake I've ever had in my entire life. I have yet to find a burger and milkshake that good. Mm. I, I want to go back there, but it's like a four-hour drive. <laughs> Were you in a starved state when you ate all that stuff? Was it actually that good? It's, I it's like it that how that it's good. that how I met I your mean, mother episode I mean, where they're going. I didn't through... sleep that night, but yeah, <laughs> questionable. I had this really burger good. in Mexico once, and uh, it was it was a really good burger. But I think they they took the name of a hamburger to the next level because they actually put a slice of ham mm. on the burger. <laughs> okay, so it's a hamburger. Okay. That's I was amazing. like, that's that's great. Right. I I mean, the more meat, the better on a burger. But I just thought it was hilarious. I was like, wow, there's a slice of ham on this thing. I'm surprised I haven't seen that ever before. <laughs> it seems <laughs> so obvious. Go to Mexico and you got yourself a hamburger. That is like that episode of How I Met Your Mother. Have you ever seen How I Met Your Mother? A couple episodes. Um, it, it's, it's, it's pretty cool. Where they're trying um, to find the, that like, perfect yeah, burger. Yeah, it's like, like the, <laughs> and they, the, this like green door on like this street but they, they didn't know which avenue so oh, they go walking down the entire street of so New they York keep City. thinking they found the restaurant and then they like try the burger and it's not the burger yeah and then uh <laughs> and the funny thing is william shatner shows up because he's trying to find that same yeah. burger and then they finally get to the restaurant and the guy tries the burger and he's like this is the burger and then william shatner's like this isn't the burger so <laughs> apparently he had a much different burger and then uh it was just uh it was pretty funny i think that's that's Always yeah. going to be the case is that your taste buds change, so yeah. it could be um, that it was great, but now it's not. Yeah, so. good burgers are really hard to come yeah. by these days. Yeah, sauce in San Francisco on Belden Avenue. You should check it out. They got a great burger. Ooh, I'm down. Cool. All right, shall we go into topics? Sure. Uh, we'll go with, I guess, my idea first. Yes. Um, I came up with this idea. I hope so. At some point, a couple weeks ago, um, okay. the my brother had sent me a video of uh, you know those tasty videos where you know it's normally on Facebook where they're they're making that uh, they show you how to make food so it's just like mm-hmm. the, the top view of the pan and then they you know they put the ingredients and mm-hmm. it's all just really sped up These and quick time videos and then they, yeah. uh, you know stir it up and they you know finish and they're like tasty mm, you know whatever and so I had oh, this idea. Bye. Is that what they say? Yeah. 
<laughs> and then there's all these there's all these copycats and everybody you know has has their own like there's one where it's like uh grilled and they they do the whole same thing but it's on a grill right and uh wait serious yeah i've never seen that one yeah it's pretty cool and so what i had i had the idea is to have a youtube show that's a it's a food show where you have professional chefs or you can just have regular people um have to recreate the video but in real time (laughs) and and essentially they they have to play they have to watch the video Right. So they, they it's not like they just watch and then they just do it. So they have time to plan, prepare, and they can have multiple people like help them out with this video. And so it's basically we just do the, the show is like behind the scenes, watch having them like, you know, show how they're planning it out, how they're going to recreate all this stuff and practicing. And then we have like the, the final part where they basically record the their attempt at recreating the tasty video at the same speed with the same ingredients, um, trying to create the same thing. Obviously, they won't be able to cook it the right. same speed, but all they're trying to do is replicate kind of how like the hands come in, the food comes in, and it's all normally really sped up and extremely um, like you know they have jump cuts and so it's not like it's going to be easy. Mm-hmm. And uh, essentially, they have to make it look the closer it looks to the the actual video is you know how they'll be rated and viewed and so i think it'd just be fun just seeing the whole behind the scenes and then (laughs) and then you just show the final product side by side (laughs) with the actual tasty video and then you see how well it turned out and and i you know this is all theoretical but i i think it's possible for somebody to make it almost look exactly like you know i've seen a lot of talented people do easier i mean harder things than that except for the pan flips those can be unpredictable I don't know. There's, I mean, each tasty video is different. There are some more complex ones and they're like, Oh, you have to let it simmer and all that stuff. And that's the thing. Like they could put something in there that obviously you're not going to eat this food. You just have to make it look like the video. So they could throw in something that makes it look like it's boiling, Uh, Uh, you know, throw in some sort of carbonation thing. Um, So it all creates the illusion that it's actually what's happening in that tasty video now what if it turns out better than the tasty video but that's great then like well i actually made it look like it and we actually made the food in that same amount of time that'd be very impressive like they somehow pre-cooked it or <laughs> then you're a genius yeah you make a company out of that yeah dope. and so i think it, you know it's something that could actually be on like the food network or, or something like that um but i you know obviously don't have connections so <laughs> that's why it would just be a youtube channel um I think YouTube channel would be better than the Food Network, though. Like, I, I, I truly think that's where TV is going. Yeah, definitely. Online. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah, totally. It's just going to be Netflix and Hulu yeah. battling it Dude, out. Netflix has taken over the world. Yeah. But back on this, my one fear is that after it's done, like, I'm imagining this, like, chicken dish, and you do it real fast, <laughs> and then, like, you pull it out, and it's all there, and, like... All the peppers look good and everything, but like the chicken just like looks super raw, right? <laughs> that, that would be like the one thing you'd have to but, figure out. But that's the thing. So like normally they they you know they show the that you're putting the the chicken on or whatever, and then they switch to you're doing something else, and then oh. they bring that chicken back. So it all depends on that specific video. If they if there's a point where they took that away for a second, then they bring it back. That's how you can make it appear that it you know so you already have the pre cooked right, chicken. Right, swap out the pre cooked chicken. The, the yeah, that's it. That's that makes it. sense. Yeah. yeah, might have to use a couple of pre swap things. We should actually try to make this series. Yeah, and so that's why uh, you know you just have to be really creative. Um, you have to uh, basically do a lot of special live effects to create the the appearance that you're you're pulling it off and so you i'm imagining you're gonna have like because i mean you could have the 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 camera and the whatever cooking plate um on like a table that's small enough to where you have a whole group of people surrounding it so you just plan it out and then like okay your hand's coming in at this time your hand's coming at this time and and then you just it's like choreographed cooking Hmm. essentially at Hmm. uh at a very fast pace obviously you're not going to be really cooking but it's going to be just a lot of people moving stuff around. And what I think was would be hilarious if you had the the audio just throwing that at the end just for fun. 
and uh, you, you just hear the whole thing. You're like looking at it from the side, and like you're just seeing everybody like in yeah. and out doing all these crazy things. <laughs> That'd be pretty funny. And then we could do a especially with those songs that they use, like ding ding ding. Oh, those ding, songs ding, are so ding. annoying. <laughs> <laughs> they don't show anybody chopping stuff, do they? No. That could get no, a it's dicey. all it's always pre cooked i mean yeah. no, it's always like pre, pre-cut up pre-cut everything. up like they always have like the, shots, the, yeah. the spices in little tiny bowls and and all that stuff and uh i think it, it would be really funny so any anything you guys want want to add I'm, I'm down with it I mean, any I sparks of thought we did add some stuff to that no on top of it you know yeah. i just feel like um, I talk too much on when i present an idea I go too deep into it. <laughs> it's like we're supposed to be brainstorming. I feel like I already thought a lot of it out. Feels pretty good though. It's like, yeah. Are you? Are we gonna have judges? Is there gonna be like a scoring? See, that's to that's the thing that yeah, it's like, difficult. How, so, how are you gonna so judge it? what I, what I was thinking is, oh, you had professional chefs actually trying to pull this off, but technically, Gordon it's just, Ramsay for sure has to be there. Well, yeah, that'd be great if you could show up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait. So, will you have professional judges or? Do you film the episode and then leave it to the online community? Um, you could. I mean, I think the results will kind of show the answer, really. Mm. I mean, uh, basically, you're you're not going to get judged by I don't know, by us. Obviously, it's just going to be is it as close as that? And if it's not. It could be like really hilarious that you know what it, how it looks that you attempted it, <laughs> or it could look exactly like the taste, tasty video. And then we show the whole behind the scenes thing, and so it's got that whole cool aspect. And you're like, wow, I can't believe they actually pulled it off or whatever. And so really, it doesn't need to be judged. The judging is the audience viewing it and seeing the results. Okay. So it'll be judged by the online community. Yeah. So I mean, we could make a different series where it's all live. And that, oh. what if you made it into a restaurant? So your experience as the consumer going to the restaurant is seeing these people make these super crazy, quickly prepared dishes. <laughs> and then it's almost like they're incorporating like illusions into it. Like it's straight up a magic show too. Where yeah. like, you're like, how <gasps> did that happen? There's no, ah, there's no way that Beep. chicken is, there's no way that chicken is cooked. But then it is, and you're just like, what? Yeah. And then all of a sudden it's also a magic show. That'd be interesting. Yeah, I kind of like that actually, because you'd have to get like very. So basically, I feel like what we're, we're, what we're totally... coming up with for at least this restaurant idea, it would be such. It would be choreographed cooking, yeah. in such a way. <laughs> yeah. Well, yes, but I feel like the customer would heavily second second guess their dish. Yeah, like, they would be like, "There's no way this chicken is cooked." I literally saw you put it on the, the pan thirty seconds ago. It was raw thirty seconds ago. I'm like, I don't know what to tell you. I you would... can cut into that baby, and that thing's juicy and cooked. It's hot. You can't argue with flavor, sir. It's <laughs> like you're, you know, son. You're right. This is delicious. Oh, that's awesome. I, I'm not sure what the experience would be like. Like, if you're at the restaurant, are you just like watching these people off on the side, or like, do you see them in the middle of the restaurant? kind of doing it and they have like a camera that's you know bird's eye view down on top of the I actually case. I, I had an idea about a restaurant like this uh, a couple years ago where it's the whole kitchen is encased in glass in the center of the restaurant so you can see everything that's going and the only way that they can go in and out of this kitchen is through like a wall a floor elevator or something like that or stairs or something like that that'd be pretty cool and so you can see everything that's happening in the kitchen you can see all of your food and basically they just have like a, a little hole in the the side of the wall to put the food through and then the waiters can you imagine if you had like, like like a really aggressive chef <laughs> Right, and that's what that's the that's the great thing. Like you can see him just like yelling at people, and it's all through the glass. You can't hear anything. He's like, "You son of a," you know, just like, "Oh my god!" And uh, and then like anytime somebody messes up or like they sneeze, like so they would have to you would have to be perfect, right? So there's no way that you're just like, you know, scratching your head or you know, sniffling or whatever, because everyone can see what's happening. Wow. And uh, it's a lot of pressure. Yeah, it's a lot. So of you pressure. can implement something like so. We have like cameras set up. You have the overhead, and so what you could do is like have a a video screen on your each table, mm-hmm. and you can see your food actually being prepared like a tasty video. Oh, that works. Okay, so here's the thing though: if you're cooking food that fast, and would you have like 
would you expect to just have food cooked ready to go uh, i mean you could set it up to where single item well, that's what your, i'm saying like you'd have menu. to have a fixed menu where you you make mm. certain things and that people can only choose if you're going to do something like that you'd have to have a fixed menu where they only can choose like five options so you're constantly making those and you're just hoping that um people are going to be ordering it essentially yeah. that would work so kind of like five guys i worked at a five guys in college and you are aren't supposed to do the song for me what song the song from five guys there's no there's no, no song. idea there's a song no a- anyway so five guys you're supposed to get the burger to the customer oh, wait, in bad. eight minutes from the time that they say i want the burger that, that was cold so not five guys <laughs> okay <laughs> it's completely different um anyways but the eight minute timeline is really impractical because it takes actually longer than that to cook the burger <laughs> So what you have to do is you, while they're walking through the door, you have to anticipate per person wh- what kind of burger they're order, single uh, patty or a double patty. And then you have to put those patties down in preparation that they're going to do it. And, you know, a lot of those times your guesses are wrong. Like you put down f- six patties when three people walked in the room, uh, you know, walked through the door and each single, each person ordered like a single burger. And you, so you have three extra patties. So you're like, if three more people don't walk through the door or two more, then you have three useless patties and they, they, they critique you and all this horrible See, stuff. Dang. Whenever, tough. whenever I go to five guys, there isn't a burger already on the grill that like the lady says two, two patties and the guy puts two patties on the grill. After. Well, Maybe they're just not competitive, but there there was this whole like um, uh, incentive, like yeah. monetary incentive. If you were perfect, like you got a decent extra amount of money, nice. uh, like a twenty like percent increase for that day or something like that. Is know? that not like blatant like profiling or discrimination though? Like, based on like, it really is. You're like you're a woman. Issue. You have a single. Normally, men have doubles. Yeah. Like that's what they straight up like. Yeah. That's kind of the anticipation. Um, but it, I've uh, I watched this one. Have you ever um, heard of Hero Dreams of Sushi? It's this yes. movie about yes. the greatest sushi chef in uh, in Japan. And he, he straight up says that. He's like, I give women smaller portions than men. And I'm like, okay, well, that's that's the Japanese culture, I guess. And, and they're all like, yeah, that's great. And the woman who was, he said this in front of like a, his customers. And she's like, great, because I didn't want to eat that much anyways. And he's I'm like, like exactly. okay. And he's like, yes, I know all of my customers. Sushi sounds really good right now. Keith's really hungry. He, um, so it's great that we're talking about food. <laughs> he made dinner for himself, but it was just two hamburger patties. Mm. Like, no vegetables, no carbohydrates, just, just two hamburger patties. That's what I've, I've told him, like, he should cook broccoli or have a salad or something some like that. Some lettuce in the fridge, you know, like some like iceberg lettuce. Need... Just put them on top of the burgers that you made, yeah. you know. You'd probably not Spinach. be so hungry. Yeah, maybe. Something. We had to put the trail mix on the floor to get it out of his reach. Yeah, he was <laughs> he was uh, he was chewing up a storm, so I had to I had to take the bowl of trail mix away from him because I didn't want to hear all the chewing noises that he makes. Yeah. <laughs> so That's, next topic. Uh, well, no, just to summarize what we had talked about, um, basically YouTube channel and also possible restaurant idea. Yes. Right. So that's pretty cool. Uh, it could be a premium exclusive restaurant since we only have five items on the menu. It's true. It would be gourmet. That would be part of it. It would be really, really, really nice food. Yeah. Obviously. Really nice, fast food. <laughs> <laughs> You're a genius. No. Uh, gourmet fast food. Gourmet fast food. It's uh, actually a good idea. People would be confused. That'd be that'd be good. Yeah, that'll make it unique and it'll make people. We could call it food. tasty fast food, but no, call it TFF. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> Anywho, or fast tasty food, FTF. Um, yeah, I think that's really good. So we'll, we'll have to work on that. Um, I definitely think it would be cool to have professional chefs do it, and you know, if you got enough viewers you could probably get famous people to get in on it oh, yeah for sure um if i ever do something like that my goal is to get gordon ramsay because he'll just gordon ramsay is the best chef in the entire world he'll just rip everyone <laughs> apart with his comments have you seen his like twitter 
No. He, no yeah, he burns it's, it's everybody. Hilarious. But he does that on purpose. People it's people so know that he's going to burn. Oh, yeah, of course. They aren't expecting a compliment. So. Cool, cool. Shall we? Yeah, what's, what's your idea? So, earlier in the week, I got some creative direction to go uh, update my portfolio. So, like, your portfolio sucks, Keith. You need to update this. <laughs> no. <Okay>. Anyway. Um, <laughs> it was worse than that? Okay. <laughs> anyway. We'll let the listeners imagine how you got reamed. So, <laughs> I've been wanting to get into graphic novels and illustrations and just, like, back to the roots, kind of, which is, like, hand-drawn art, or you create uh, these crazy environments based off of tons of photoshop layers and um i was talking to andrew because he's jacob. A, a writer i was talking to jacob because <laughs> he's a writer and um he was like i may have some ideas so then i got thinking and science fiction is kind of like the best route when it comes to well, the best route to go art-wise when it comes to those type of things. It gives because, you the best creative Yeah, because you can mm-hmm. create you can worlds, do anything you, want. you can create like different factions, You're not genres, subjected to like, a, a like, style. Yeah, yeah, it's literally amazing. So, he's still supposed to send me an, an idea, which I'm still waiting for. So, that's one thing that I'm working on. Look, but, my ideas are precious. So, I'm trying to give you the one that I don't care the most about. The worst best idea. The worst best idea. Because yeah. all my ideas are great. Yeah. Naturally. Sure. Anyway, <laughs> uh, so that got Andrew thinking, and he actually brought something up about uh, something called science fiction land. Oh yes. Yes. Um, I didn't know if you were going to continue off of that, but yeah, if you want to talk about. It. So I was listening to another podcast that you guys should check out um, by Mike Rowe, the guy who does or did Dirty Jobs and. Hmm. Um, he does a lot of other kind of stuff on like Discovery Channel and all that stuff. But he has a podcast called um, The Way I Heard It, where it's like five-minute episodes where he talks about real people or real instances. In- I can't. Instances. Instances. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, well, like, I, and he I always it's always that. like a it's always a mystery. Um, yeah. So he doesn't tell you who he's talking about, but it's always a famous person. So mm. he he goes through this whole story, and then he tells you who it is, and you're like, whoa, no way was that story about like Bruno Mars, but it was, and you're you're like, that's so cool. And so there's this one story um, that he talked about. Um, it was about this. Uh, amusement park called Science Fiction Land that was going to be made. I think it was in like the 60s or the 70s. And uh, it was this one writer who um, had this whole idea that Science Fiction Land was going to be, you know, this place where real scientists and inventors, you know, had their um, laboratories there and they actually, you know, uh, showed off their inventions and in, in different aspects of the science that they're um, part of and to then um, you know you have the same kind of rides that Disneyland would have or all you know because I don't think Disney World was out at the time um, but it was essentially going to um, inspire the next generation to basically be more uh, innovative and be more interested in sciences and and so he had this idea and he partnered with this um, investor and the investor um, got more uh people involved like Canada invested supposedly invested 400 million dollars or something like that Jeez. into it right. and and they this whole town I think in Indiana um, had put their money into it and they got banks um, to get in on it and uh, the uh, the whole thing was like you know this huge project that uh, they had tons of people they even had Stan Lee um, you know come up with like the whole design of the the entire um, really? Yeah. So they had him. They had him design the whole, or it was either him or, or Jack Kirby, one of them, design the whole, um, you know, layout of the the amusement park and all this stuff. And uh, then it this th- this would have been the totally. Awesome it would have been like park, it would have been like, like better like, than like, Disney. World. Yeah, like the greatest park. And on who knows Earth. what would have happened? But what turned out was the Except the investor too. that the writer guy partnered with had um, basically just stolen everybody's money. 
and then ran off. Oh. Isn't that such a bummer, dude? And so yeah. the the whole uh, it went to like court. The, yeah. That guy got arrested. Um, the 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 writer, you know, was suspected that he was part of this whole thing, but he was just extremely gullible, and he was ended up, uh, you know, acquitted and wasn't charged Dang. with anything. But the the idea is a, a sound, strong idea. And so, but because of this one selfish guy, like, oh, they had all these people involved. If they had actually taken that money and done something with it, um, would awesome. it would have been like an amazing thing. But because of that one guy ruining the whole thing, like they, they never went with it. And now there's no science fiction land and the best amusement parks are, you know, Disney World or Jeez. Six Flags or whatever, but nothing that has inspired science or anything like that but i think the idea of six science fiction land is still a very sound idea that could work to this day mm-hmm. um and uh, the whole science fiction land was um so to finish off like the the, the punchline of of the podcast was that um the the story that inspired science fiction land also inspired um what happened in the movie argo so it was that story. It was called like the Lord of Light, and uh, if you've ever seen the movie Argo, it's a really great movie about true story about how they used a fake movie to go to uh, I think Iraq or something to free yes. like ten people that were never seen Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck uh, directed it. Yeah. Got best picture. I think. Yeah. Yeah. So the true story about. So it's funny how uh, one thing that turned into uh, you know this story turned one thing into a scam that then made the government make another scam to then save people's lives so it was really interesting um so actually that he's the real horrible MVP. human who just stole everybody's money actually was indirectly responsible for this whole plan yep well that he, happened he at least um by his ruining the <laughs> potential of the first idea then gave it new life by ruining the first idea to save these ten people, four hundred million dollars. Just that's from looking Canada. at it at the positive side of things. And this is back in the seventies, so that's like a lot more. Yeah. Four hundred million dollars in the seventies. Wow, it's insane. That's when cars cost like eight grand, brand new. <laughs> yeah, so that's why I think that science fiction land is still a fantastic idea. See, but here's the thing: Do you think people will back it though because of what happened before? Well, I think now we're in a state where you could crowdfund the whole thing almost obviously 400 million is a big huge yeah <laughs> but started 400 but million. for for you know like amazon just acquired whole foods for 13 billion dollars seriously yeah oh wow and yeah. uh and basically the amazon is taking over the world you know man. these these huge companies like apple you know um uh, amazon and Google, they'll they'll acquire basically anything if they think it has monetary worth. Yeah. So a billion dollars to them to create an amusement park, I think amusement parks, I don't know how expensive those get, but I'm assuming they're multi-billion dollar ventures. Have you never played the... Uh... No, I don't play SimCity, man. I don't know how much they cost. <laughs> <laughs> Keith thinks he knows how much things cost because he, really he plays SimCity. Really so expensive. obviously it's very accurate with... Uh, they they put like, a lot of effort into forecasting yeah, they cost do, projections man. in SimCity. They do. No, I don't know that. It's <laughs> probably do. not true. Yeah. <laughs> they did a lot of research and, uh, you know. I have like like, like like a negative three million dollar balance on this one city right now <laughs> inside the game, wow. but because of the city's industry fields, I I'm like making like eight million dollars. <laughs> so wow. it just totally works. Wow! So you're <laughs> nerd messing, screwing the government over in Sims. Well, I'm technically the government, so uh, <laughs> you're the government, <laughs> also the property owners. It's a what kind of government is it? It's a monopoly. Yeah, moon monopoly. That's not a type of government. <laughs> they must be a really screwed up government. <laughs> they monopoly. just call that a dictatorship. <laughs> yeah, I think science fiction land has some potential in just getting people to. Uh, I mean, did you ever see the movie Tomorrowland? I think that's kind yes. of uh, it's based Wait. off of Disney World's Tomorrowland, where it's like a oh, futuristic. Okay. Um, part of the park where uh, they would have you know futuristic, that, like animatronic people, and they'd have little science fair type 
elements. Uh, Isn't there a concert called Tomorrowland? Yes. Ha- happens in Germany. Yes. It's actually supposed to be really cool. Yeah. That's it's probably based off Disney World. But yeah, so probably. that that movie kind of is, they kind of, it sounds like they've kind of based it off of this real story where, you know, it was this whole amusement world park thing that was going to inspire future generations and but it never happened just yeah. like this but I, I really think that that's what this world needs at this point because i think in my opinion people are getting dumber and dumber thanks to the internet so they need some sort of spark of i don't know ingenuity or creativity in their there's lives there's some politics in there that we won't talk about though what politics like you build this park and your tickets are as as expensive as Disneyland. It should be a nonprofit, yeah. and people who are from like underprivileged areas should get to go. Yeah, I so mean like, that's totally something like you could that, do. I mean that would work, but to spend a thousand dollars just to go to Disneyland for a weekend is crazy. That's true. That's what people do. <laughs> it's like that movie uh, Field of Dreams. Like if you build it, they will come. So I think it doesn't sure. matter. Yeah, that's also true. People will show up so. for something like this. Yeah. It's um. an interesting example of something that was a great idea that had a ton of momentum, and there was just one like messed up link in the chain that Ruins collapsed it 40 years thing. later, 45 years later yeah. still. Still nothing. Yeah. It's weird, though. I mean, it's such a good idea. Why hasn't anybody at least tried? People don't trust anymore. The guy ruined it for that idea. No, I still think it's possible. But that's the mistake, is that that does, it doesn't make sense that one person who's untrustworthy should ruin the premise of a whole idea. I agree with you, but that's how this world works. You and I both know that. But that's why it's a good <laughs> opportunity still. Yeah. Because yeah. it is a good idea. True. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you. Pharmaceutical companies, we're looking at you. You guys got lots of money. Yeah, you don't do anything with it. Yeah. Except just keep it hoard it like a dragon no <laughs> his cave <laughs> let the dragon free <laughs> that's what i wonder like all these companies they make so much money and obviously they 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 put that into other businesses and whatever else they're trying to to make but there's a certain point where they just have extra capital that like you know apple has a hundred billion dollars or more in just the bank sitting there doing nothing just cash right i'm sure that was like two years ago three years ago so i'm sure it's almost 200 million yeah 200 billion or 300 billion um and so like what do you do with that obviously you could just buy companies like i know that's so boring there's so (laughs) much more like you have the money to do it why don't you just do it for fun like why doesn't a company ever just spend money for fun but they never do because there's shareholders there's yeah, there's the board well, and and there's so, so much hoops that they have to jump through like I they never like, do anything with their money. I feel like they do spend money just for fun. It's just within their business. Like look at Apple's R&D. Like they they must have some really dope stuff happening right Maybe. inside that business. But that's what I'm saying. You never see a company just spend money for the sake of spending money. It never <laughs> happens. You know, people do that, but never, never does a company just like, oh, I'm, I'm gonna go to on vacation to spend that much money. Unless you're, you know, I'm spending three thousand dollars on a random vacation for two weeks. You never see a company just be like, we're just gonna spend three billion dollars because we have a bunch extra. Like it's, it's spare change to them. <laughs> yeah, like in, in the headlines, instead of Amazon buys Whole Foods, it's like Amazon gives one billion dollars to random employee X. Yeah, like if Where's if I had up? a company like that, I would I would implement really random policies, <laughs> like weird lotteries. But you know, it, like the funny thing for about the uh, the Amazon <laughs> acquisition of of Whole Foods is the the Amazon CEO. Um, I can't remember Jeff his name. Jeff Bezos. Jeff Bezos. Yeah, he his net worth like he's the third richest man in the world. Oh, his yeah. net worth is like eighty seven billion dollars. So him alone, like not Amazon, him alone. <laughs> Could bu- could have bought Whole Foods. Like, you know, I don't know if he did or not, but they say Amazon did. I don't know if he did. Um, but he could have done it without the help of Amazon. So imagine if him, a normal man, has $87 billion. How much does Amazon have extra just lying around, you know? So True. if a single man has the ability to buy $13 billion business, I think oh. Amazon has $13 billion just to make uh, an amusement park. You know? Did you hear that Amazon is working on uh, uh, warehouses that float in the sky? Like helicarriers and Avengers? 
Kind of, what? yes. And they're going to use drones to deliver your packages. What's the point of having it ready, the, the stuff in the sky, though? Because the drone will just fly up to the warehouse, get it, and then come back down versus landing. It takes landing. space, too, right? Yeah. Like, you don't need a whole bunch yeah. of land to yeah. own if your yeah. warehouse is just chilling in the yeah. sky, I guess. <laughs> it's going to be at 40,000 But imagine years. one of those just going out and then crushing oh, a village or terrible. a city <laughs> block. So How does that work in the sense of, like, the space above my house is that like my real estate no like so there's 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 u.s airspace i mean technically you don't own the but like a hundred feet above my house can somebody just put a big floating house there and be like sorry i claim this land is mine yeah i feel (laughs) like it's interesting because because you you can build straight up so at at what point there's building codes right so you can't technically build straight up but you can get a permit for it if you could yeah true so, like, at, at what point is there just, like, all right, that's it? No, what if you did that, right? <laughs> so, like, if you didn't build on your land, but you, like, had a space of one foot of empty gap, but you managed mm. to create some floating building right above your house, technically nobody could get on your case because be you're not touching the ground. You're just using the air above your own house. That would be great for earthquakes. You don't have to pay for it. Um, it's going to be a lawsuit, though, right? They're going to have to define, like... How much air do you get above your house? I'm sure there's you're going to get sued. Because if, if you can get sued and fined by the government for collecting rainwater, then they could probably get you for this. You can oh, get sued for collecting yeah. rainwater? Yeah. yeah. It's, illegal to, it's illegal to capture your, your own rainwater. Yep. <sighs> yep. I think there's a ton of lawsuits happening yeah. this year because California finally got rain and government found out and they're like we're suing you the government found out we had rain <laughs> what is this when i saw nobody rain. told me yeah uh, no the government found out that people were catching or it's rain. like yeah. the guy who's like it's such a rainy year i'm just gonna put out all these buckets yeah. Yeah. And, and really it's it's the energy companies and the water companies like pg and e and yeah. all that stuff they they actually you know will monitor if people are using less than they normally would uh, and then they'll be like, why are you doing it? Like, I know in um, in Florida, I read this one case where this woman had basically her, had set up a system where she collects her, her rain water. And she also had enough um, solar panels to where she didn't need um, energy from an outside source. Whoa. And so she had cut off all need, you know, for, for outside companies. And wow. they found out and sued her because they weren't, she wasn't using their service. That's so messed and up. And they won. Oh, my God. Yeah, but wouldn't the energy that she's using just go right back into the grid? No, it just goes into whatever devices she's using. So it doesn't oh, go. Oh, it's not hooked up in, like into the Yeah, and they're like, well, you need, to, you need to be using it. And they're yeah. like, why would you need to be using something if you don't have to because be using it? Because I know houses that are fully, uh, fully solar uses... 100% energy from the sun, mm-hmm. but it's tapped into the panels of their house, which is into the grid. So they're actually pushing all the extra energy that they got into the grid. Mm-hmm. Right. So they're giving away. Yeah. They're giving point. away energy. And I think at that point, it's okay. Yeah. Um, because the electrical companies would actually pay you for the energy that you've created. I guess. I don't know how that works. That story is so messed up, though. You're like, you're completely sustainable and self-sufficient, yeah. and that's you're getting sued. Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. I think it's because it was in a residential area, and they had, you know, they thought they had the rights to her use of energy. Huh. But I, I think if you had a ranch, no one would give a crap. Oh, yeah, of course. you do whatever you wanted. Yeah. I mean, if you were in Nevada, no one would give a crap. Yeah. <laughs> so... so. Um, how much time do we have left, Keith? Uh, we are at 49 minutes, and Max has a wonderful idea that I want to hear yeah, about. Let's make it um, quick. Okay, I got this This one. It's not going to be a super long one, probably. Um, sports, so it's a sports one, so I'm a sports mm-hmm. guy. All right. So uh, recently the news came out that Floyd Mayweather and Conor McGregor are going to have a boxing this. match. Yeah. Yes, Dana White announced it. Yeah, so to, basically this is – it's kind of a phenomena. Um, it's completely a phenomena. So Floyd Mayweather is the best boxer of the last 20 years, most people would say. He's undefeated, 49 no. He's 42 years old, yeah, I think. So Twice the age of Conor McGregor. He's been retired for a while. Not quite twice the age, but close. Um, so Floyd Mayweather coming out of retirement to do this fight. Mm-hmm. Um, Conor McGregor is an MMA fighter, and he's the most successful MMA fighter currently. Um, has like a huge following, has done really well. 
And, great hype man. Yeah, great hype man, great promoter. Um, and is basically at the peak of that sport right now, kind of the most successful athlete, best fighter in that sport right now. Um, and what's interesting about this is that in the boxing ring, so it's a boxing match, and Conor McGregor's an MMA fighter, right? So he's, That'll be he's out of his element. Hmm. He's um, been training for the past four months, so just boxing. Yeah, but I'm sure Mayweather has years and years. His so. whole life. <laughs> yeah, it and does. people who've been training boxing since they were three have been getting their butt kicked by yeah. um, so Floyd Mayweather. Four, four months of that really means nothing. And people, I think, are expecting right. McGregor to lose. Right. And exactly. Everybody's expecting him to lose completely. And what is really interesting to me about this whole situation is it's maybe one of the only times that I could think of where somebody who is the best in a sport, the best, hands down, is a complete, complete, complete underdog yeah. mm-hmm. um, in the match or in the fight or whatever. Um, and I just, I think, like, it's a really weird dynamic where you're the best, but all of a sudden we're making you into this massive underdog. Mm-hmm. That is a weird concept. Yeah, and I'm trying to understand, like... But you're, you're taking yourself out of your element and putting yourself in a completely different element for the purpose of, well, I think money is involved, Definitely. but it's also for his own pride, right? So he he's I mean, a ma- you and I both know though that Conor McGregor's one cocky dude. Yeah, yeah, and so <laughs> you know, for a person who does MMA, they're like, I'm the best at everything, so obviously I'm going to be able to punch Mayweather, and it's just going to be perfectly fine. Um, I I remember the the Mayweather Pacquiao fight, which was oh, a very yeah sad thing mayweather was very smart in that fight he was yeah. that's how that's how he fights he is smart like he yeah. he didn't go overboard yeah. he didn't try to like show off everything was for points it's not fun and to watch it was no. not fun at all but i think that this one will be because yeah. i think conor mcgregor's just gonna go at it he'll get knocked out if he has to but yeah. he will not like <laughs> he will come come hard for yeah. sure what, what what i think is interesting is that um when is this fight August, August 26th? Oh, it's right around the corner. Yes. Yeah, it's pretty yeah, close. It's, it's a lot. It. It's it's faster than I expected it was going to happen. Wow. And uh, I was They I was must listening. have been talking about it for a while then. Yeah, they were. They have been. I was listening to this one guy, and, and he was saying that he thinks that McGregor knows he's going to lose or expects to lose. But at this point, um, he's prepared, I guess, to retire. And so they're thinking that this is huh. his last thing. And that, you know, he's, he's seen, like, I think... Uh, recently one of McGregor's friends died in the mm-hmm. ring. And so they think that that kind of changes perspective. Like you, you either like die in the career or you come out injured oh. mentally, you know, you get brain damage or something, or you retire early. And so they're thinking that he's just going to, you know, he's using, he's right in the hype train. He's going to get like win or lose. He gets over a hundred million dollars with this fight. Yeah. Crazy. Um, so uh, they think that Mayweather will probably get like 200 million, something crazy. Um, so yeah, win or lose, McGregor's, McGregor's, retired, McGregor's right? coming out big. Set so, for life. Set for life. And so, you know, I think that he's just going to ride this win or lose. Like, obviously, it would be great if he won. But if he lost, it's just as great for him. Now, didn't Mayweather retire as well? Yeah, he's been retired for like two years, I think. Both of these guys are literally going to retire when they're done then. Maybe possible well until somebody else wants to call mayweather out and come out of retirement <laughs> yeah, like triple h triple h is next triple h versus mayweather 2018 so no yeah. what okay i thought of a good comparison um the only other thing i could think of like this is when michael jordan went to go play baseball yes. yeah I agree. yeah and do you think that people will look back at this the same way that people look back at no. michael jordan no. playing baseball i think that that was such like- a crazy transition yeah. like you had the the you know mcgregor's great right yeah and mayweather's great but they're not seen as the greatest of all time like michael no, jordan that's true so he's the greatest of all time in basketball and then he decides you know what i'm gonna go play baseball like the craziest thing possible and and that didn't turn out well um it's pretty close though right because mayweather is like one of the best Top ten, yeah, maybe top five. I'm not. Yeah, but I mean, you're not gonna you're not gonna go down in definitely hit, top. Five. I don't think you'll ever go down in history to be like Muhammad Ali. You'll never be like you know. Forty years from now, people are gonna be like, you know what I love is watching old Mayweather fights. Oh uh, no, no one's gonna no say one's gonna that. say that. Mayweather is the worst to watch. Yeah, like but you can go back and watch Ali fights all the time, and you know, it's still entertaining. 
So yeah. it's the same well, thing with Michael Jordan. Um, that's like him going into baseball. Bruce Lee before he died. Watching him do martial arts was absolutely amazing. Yeah. Then he died. But you still watch his old movies. You're like, this is absolutely amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and then look what happened to Jet Li. His movies went way, way down. The, the uh, yeah. Okay. Maybe. How do you feel about Jackie Chan then? Jackie Chan's amazing, but yeah. his movies are crap now. Uh, the fact that he's still making movies is weird. I didn't know he's still making movies. Yeah, he's still oh, making yeah. movies. He's still making movies. Um, They're actually talking about a rush hour seven, six. One <laughs> <laughs> of those. That's what it feels like. <laughs> Apparently, Jackie Chan used to like get in fights as a kid. Like that's oh, how he learned yeah. how to fight. Yeah, like in all these stunts. Like this is from uh-huh. him just beating up multiple people at a time when he was a kid. He literally grabbed lampshades and smacked people. He talked about, like, taking down three guys at once Mm -hmm. when he was, like, in elementary school and just, like, having to run away and, like, twist out and, like, do a somersault. Get out of there. Jump over a wall. Yeah. Apparently, he he grew up in the slums of China, so. I thought it was Hong Kong, but maybe it was China. Maybe. I thought he was from Hong Kong. But that is still China, I mean, but it's its own province. It technically... I didn't want to say anything. It technically sure. wasn't... It was given back to China. I'm saying at the time that he he would have lived in Hong Kong, it was Britain's. It was it was Got the it. UK's, technically. I feel like UK owed everything at some point. Yeah. Um, yeah. What would be like... Okay, if, one of the final things we'll talk about. If you were going to do something similar, um, kind of like this, where you have somebody who's like the greatest in something going to try to be... Uh, either going against the greatest of somebody else and going into their field or just trying to get into that field like Michael Jordan into baseball. I got a great one right away. LeBron James playing football. (laughs) Is that not what you want to see? So what's interesting about this is like the sensationalism of it is part of what makes it so awesome. And like you just want to see it. Everybody (laughs) in the world wants to see LeBron James. Just him padded up. (laughs) Wide receiver, tight end. Just It would be amazing. I feel like basketball players are more in shape than football players though uh maybe i mean you're, you're not you're not seeing i mean the there is no combine for the nba is there i don't I think, think so. they're actually i think there might is be there? it's not a big deal it's they never televise yeah it. <laughs> they don't care <laughs> but you never see them like showing the 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 basketball players the 40 yard dash the 40 yard yeah. dash of a basketball yeah. player like it doesn't super lanky, like yeah. even though they're running back and forth that really doesn't matter yeah um but yeah, then so okay, LeBron James in football. That actually be yeah, great. that's, that's, that's actually great. But that's what that's I've great. been wanting that my whole. What life. about other other than sports? What let's try to like hmm. what's something that's not a sport, but you'd want to see the greatest of somebody going against something else. I'm trying to think of. It's really hard when it's if it's not a sport to have. Hmm. Okay, first thing I thought of: what if you had the greatest rocket scientist in the world? try to become a politician ah, that'd be interesting and he yeah. was like he was like a you know a senator or like a, something like that and he's just on the podium debating well, like logic and reason for law if that's that, that's actually i heard yeah, this whole that's, argument that's where you, cool. you uh you have like people that are really talented in the, in the sciences never going into politics and i was actually hearing that that's like one of the worst things ever because you mm-hmm. have a whole bunch of people going into politics for the sake of being in politics that have no idea about like the the sciences of the world and so they have to have you know consultants and all that stuff but what if you had an actual scientist go, go into politics and actually know what he's talking about and all that stuff yeah but most You're kind of most change people, the game. I think it'd be a great thing, actually. Yeah, no, it would be awesome, but that's the thing. Like, you'd have to sacrifice your science unless you created a system where you could do both at well, the same time. It'll be awesome, but most uh, innovators and scientists, like, they can't really do that great public speaking. Well, to be totally honest, that's why you learn. Like, yeah, if you they can learn it, science. Uh, they can right? learn like, public speaking. They'll speak. just get all nervous. Like, if you ever. That's, I mean, that's they have to do presentations all the time. True. Like if they're presenting that the papers, true. yeah, if they're in leadership positions. But like some of them are just awkward. I like, think that's a stereotype that you're putting on. No, 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 no. Yeah. Any wow. scientist not, that's listening to this is uh, like, that is stupid. Uh, delete. <laughs> not <laughs> just scientists. Stupid podcast. Report. <laughs> ignorant people. <laughs> not just scientists. I'm I'm talking about like like big tech companies, like like innovators, like Elon Musk. If you ever listen to his one of his like very first speeches he's so awkward talking to the yeah to it's, the a, it's a ma- it's a matter of becoming better at public speaking i mean i i still think he's awkward when he's talking to audiences for mm. sure <laughs> Fair. 
I think it's interesting, though, the question of is this idea of placing somebody's world class in a different arena actually good for society? Like, we could see that it's kind of, like, super sensational and we're, like, attracted to it and it's mm-hmm. cool to us. But is it actually beneficial to society more so than that? Yeah. yeah. I think well, the only way you could find out is if you actually did that and did yeah. seen the results. And I feel like we're also living in a time where society is kind of changing than what it used to be. Like, like n- now it's okay to do weird things. Whereas back then, you're, people are like, I'm not talking to you. You know? Yeah. It's acceptable to be weird, different. <laughs> I still think that there's not enough risk being taken in this world. I when it comes to politics and, and business, yeah. it's all about saving the dollar, and I think that's really holding us back. I feel like it's in, always you know, be like through that, innovations, though. like you know, there's there's the ability to to make technology go way beyond what we expect right now, but they hold it back in order to release it later for monetary purposes. Yeah. And it's, it's ideas like that. And there's sometimes businesses are shut down by, by bigger companies because they don't want oh. that to be in competition with them. And so that ruins innovation. And, and there's all these things in place. And, like, you can go into this as perfect a, example big of that argument. is cotton. Like, the reason why cotton is so popular is because they shut down the hemp factories. Right. Yeah, yeah. There's a, there's a whole story behind why hemp became um, illegal and the whole reason why marijuana is illegal um, it's all because I've heard three different accounts of the reason why I, I know one of them for sure is true uh, but you know back in the day they uh, used hemp for a lot of things like paper um, cars parachutes yeah, you know tons mm-hmm. of tons of that's, purposes that's a strong, and yeah. it was a, a paper company that saw hemp as a direct competition and they had friends in the government and so they created this whole campaign to basically slander hemp and uh that's actually where we got the name marijuana from they took that from a mexican tobacco and called hemp uh marijuana like what you smoke Hmm. and uh that's how that name stuck and so they're like oh you get high and it's all it's a drug and and so basically they made it illegal and and got rid of the competition that was using hemp as paper and that's one of the many things. And, and like uh, Ford used to have their own hemp fields and they created um, like this type of plastic out of hemp that was harder than steel and lighter. And they, they actually had videos in like the 30s or 40s where they were hitting it with an axe and nothing was happening. Wow. And uh, it was made out of hemp. And then they also had the cars running off of hemp, gasoline, like and oil. Yeah. And so it was like... All these cars, they had this whole kind of side project where they had the cars being made out of hemp, the engine was running off of hemp oil and gasoline made out of hemp, and it was all sustained by this one set of hemp fields. And after they became illegal, they shut that down. But there's there's a ton of purposes that you could use marijuana for, but it'll always come back now to being a drug. Yeah, that's sad. And it's just innovation dies when money's involved. And that's very annoying to me. But I still think it'd be cool if anybody from a huge business is listening to this, that you spend your money for the sake of just spending it and do something cool with that. And uh, it'd be good for PR too. It would. Like, they're like, okay, we did this for the sake of um, having fun. Yeah. Um, It'd be risky. Obviously, they have backers. And, but when you have that much money, like, is anybody going to question what Google does? No. No. So. I agree. <sighs> this was fun. Yeah, yeah this was good. Thanks, Thanks good. for inviting me, guys. This was super yeah, fun. No it was good to have you, man. Yeah, this was awesome. Thanks for wanting to do it. Yeah. <laughs> well, we had a couple good ideas today. If uh, anybody listens to this, you know, submit an idea on our Facebook page or go to our website, ideasessions.com. We, do we do. I don't know. You can look for it. Type in idea sessions. <laughs> It'll be there. <laughs> That or you can go to our podcast page on iTunes or SoundCloud and leave us a comment there. And uh, let us know if you have any ideas for what you'd want us to talk about next. Or we'll just come up with our own like we always do. There we go. Um, So this has been Idea Sessions. Season 4, Episode 3. 
this has been Jacob Sullivan. This has been Keith Belmar. And Max Massengill. All right, thanks for joining us, guys. Be great. 